Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 44, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi, how have you been? I feel like we haven't chatted a whole lot this past week. We've both been just individually just fucked with work stuff. I don't know why I censored that one, but not the other. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, Work is fine. It's not busy but busy i don't really know how to explain that but like i don't have to just... <laughs> um ashley got me addicted to uh Yu-Gi-Oh! online card games um what else did we do we tried you know we play we play all the other regular games but like we do some fun stuff and nice. i watched two absurdly Canadian movies um, this week, uh, both in the same series. One of, They're both called Bon Cup, Bad Cup. Mm-hmm. One is the sequel of the other. And the basic gist of it is it's like a English police officer from Toronto working with a French police officer from Montreal. And the whole premise of why they start working together is because the body that they found is literally just splayed half across the border sign of the two provinces. So like his ass is in Ontario and his heart is in in his heart and head is in Quebec. So they, the whole movie starts with them going, Oh, this is clearly your case. Oh no. See, his heart is in Quebec, but oh no, but his ass is in Ontario. And they just, <laughs> it starts this little rivalry thing. And it's seriously the most like absurdly Canadian thing I have ever seen. Like strange brew is still up on the top of my list for like the most ridiculously Canadian movies. But like, this is so freaking close. The only reason it doesn't top it is because there's a little bit of nuance that, you only get if you are either Canadian or you visited Canada. There's like a couple of little things that if you haven't visited or just been here, you might need explained to you. Um, but it's really fucking funny. <laughs> nice. So I'm definitely going to need a, like a link or the name written down. Cause I absolutely want to see this more than anything. Oh, we have someone who just joined the server. Hello. In real time, there is... Hi, Blue. It's on Canadian Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's on American Netflix. It, I mean, it better be on Canadian Netflix. I definitely need Hello, Miss Daisy. Hello. <clears throat> Maybe, like, we can, like, hang out one night and, like, watch it or something. Absolutely. I am getting pronouns assigned in real time because I am a good server admin. Week. So I've uh, I've been keeping myself busy over the past week with um, I enlisted the help of a couple friends to help me out with a with a uh, with a game project and everything, and that's been fun. I was unaware of how ass deep I would fall into it again. Uh, I didn't realize how much I missed programming, especially because I you probably have heard it already, but I just picked up a a new keyboard that has brown switches instead of the blue cherry MX switches that I was using before. So it's it's like more uh, without getting into jargon. It's more. Yes. And I like it. And um, it is a joy to type on. And it's also a joy to program with. And I was just like, I'm going to do some programming stuff. And then a few days later, I find myself buying dedicated server space in the Netherlands and using an SSH tunnel to connect to my Linux server across an ocean to put a game server on there and then do a bunch of stuff. So I'm just like, oh, I'm really deep in this now. So that's been like my sort of like my hobby slash maybe potential 
job thing eventually. We'll, we will see, but that's what I've been up to. Um, I am just watching as our friend, uh, new friend gets set up in the server. Hopefully they can join in the, uh, the chat. This is a perfect time to plug. If you want to join the Dear Jazzy Discord, you can reach out to me or Miss Mimi on any of our social media links and we'll get you in and set up with your pronouns, able to join in on the live show and all that good stuff. Um, Miss Mimi, while you get all that taken care of, uh, let me talk about the Patreon here, which uh, usually this is where I say, Miss Mimi, did you hear the Patreon? We're not going to do the bit. I'm just going to like go in and do but, that. And but Jazzy, it. did you know we had a Patreon? Like, what the hell? We have a Patreon. People pay money to see my naked body and support the show. What? It's true. We do have a Patreon that you can do all those things on there. In the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out, we have Damia, Phil258, Raystar, and Tone Cluster, who is new. Welcome. In the $5 Kingster tier, which gets you a set of nude photos every month, we have AB Michael, Annie, Brya, Casa, Juicebox, Maxi, and Skywalker. First try. In the $10 tier, which gets you a little short video pornography and then everything else. And then also an extended shout out with Ishii, who writes, Eat the Rich. Sarah in Scotia in the $15 fetishist tier, uh, which gets you all of the below and also a say in what goes into the monthly video. We have Daddy Gray, who writes, Daddy can tell when his baby needs to make messes by how she smells. Kaneko, who writes, I'm a precious padded punk princess, and so is Jazzy. Thank you. Jamie Bell, who writes, shout out to tell us for fucking me harder than any man has. Joe, who writes, I'm Jesse, the little cute bunny princess. Cute. And Soup, who writes, all hail speckles. Indeed. On the $20 deviant tier, which gets you everything, including your name written on my naked body. <laughs> the speckles emoji and speckles is being venerated in, in the chat uh, in the $20 deviant tier, which gets you everything, including your name written on my naked buddy. We have uh, big C. Thank you so much to everyone for joining in on Patreon, supporting the show and everything. It makes me feel really good about myself. Miss Mimi, we are an advice show and on advice shows, we answer questions and give advice. Shall we do the thing that we get paid to do? Probably. That's usually yeah, people come to listen. To us for, I feel like we wouldn't be a very good advice show if we didn't give advice. What we're chuckling at is uh, soup just posted. <laughs> The, uh, the Wayne's World gif of Wayne and Garth doing We're Not Worthy, and it just makes me so happy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. uh, is everyone in the show and listening that wants to be? Uh, does Miss Daisy want to get in on the, the show, or uh, is she listening through uh, someone else, or good to go? I'm gonna... Oh, cool. Excellent. Wacky awesome. inflatable flailing arm tube man. Wacky waving oh, arm inflatable fl arm flailing tube man. Let's do questions. That's what we do on this show. So, our first question is from Sarah. Pro pro pronouns she her. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi, as the UK is currently in lockdown again, I have found it hard to have little time, even though I've been off work. What would you say are some good things to do to help relax and de-stress while I wait for my little side to come back? I don't want to force myself into little space as that could totally ruin it for me altogether. I think we've talked about um, with a couple different people asking like similar questions like, hey, quarantine sucks. What do I do? Um and and we've given a lot of advice on just like doing sort of like the the passively uh little things to just kind of unwind and enjoy your time uh indoors and kind of sequestered away from society as the rest of society is sequestered away from all of us individually and a lot of that goes down to just like put a blanket on the floor get out your toys just enjoy some alone time but, you know, I can understand what, why that would be sometimes like maybe it feels like forcing it. And if you're not into that, you know, maybe what I would say is 
something that I really like to do is find little space activities that are engaging for my big brain. Uh, not, I'm not saying I have like galaxy brain, but like my adult brain as it were. Um, so like doing Legos instead of maybe playing with my train set, because that's like a little bit more quote, quote, mature. Um, maybe watching a show or movie aimed at like middle schoolers or high schools and like maybe kind of just gradually going down through the little space ages, going from your big space, going into like maybe like a middle range space, going on to kid space before you finally get down into like little, little space. Raystar, I saw that. Thank you for saying I have galaxy brain. That's very sweet. Um, <laughs> yes, recognition. Um, but that's what I would say. Just like ease yourself into it. So it doesn't feel like you're forcing yourself into it. And there are totally ways that you can like just incorporate into your everyday self care. Like daddy and I just picked up a new set of bath bombs and some CBD soap and, and a real easy way is for me to just relax. And it, as in my big space is just to like take a nice bubble bath. It is so easy to just convert that into a little space activity, but to be like bubble bath, but with toys. Oh shit. Um, and that's just like a really easy way to just like take self care, make it a little activity without too much forceful effort behind it. This is a tough one. Uh, Miss Mimi, I'm going to talking stick. Honestly, I think it just boils down to <clears throat> not thinking about little space at all. Think about what kinds of things you can do that like you, that make you feel relaxed just in general. So I agree. Bubble baths are great. <clears throat> Snuggling up in like comfy, cozy clothes, watching a movie. And then if you want, like take those ways that you can relax and, you know, just try and use them to relax in general. And then what I would do is I would like dip a little bit of little space in them. Yeah. So if you're watching a movie, maybe something like a little movie or maybe just have your stuffies with you. As I know that you enjoy a cup of tea, you could turn a daily cup of tea into a tea party. There you go. Even if it's just like you don't you don't even need like, you know, a nice fancy tea set or anything even if you're just having it in like a regular mug invite a stuffy to come and have tea with you but you have to send a royal invitation if you're going to well, invite yes. a doll or a stuffy or anything so um, like you can sorry go ahead when i was away um celebrating Sewin with some other pagan friends uh we went to a uh, witchy store which was it was really cool because they were like hardcore observing uh, COVID guidelines and everything. So everyone came in. You actually got a discount if you wore a mask and wore gloves and they were handing out gloves at the front. And it was great. Um, I walked out of there with some new black candles and like some other like altar supplies, but also um, a wax sealer, like a, like a couple candles and then like a wax, like a metal, thing that you put down in the wax it makes a little pentagram and everything i'm like this is perfect not only for sending prayers to the ether but also for sealing invitations to tea parties for my stuffies and i love this and it was perfect yeah i mean it's all about just finding small ways to incorporate small pieces of little space and emphasis on small pieces of little space, because if for any reason it feels off or it's not feeling right, then you can, then you can like, boom, snap your fingers. It's gone. Bring it back to basic, very focused self care and take your time. Just don't rush yourself. It'll come. Literally. It's the, the best advice i can give what's the best way not to force little space don't force it <laughs> I, I mean it sounds so simple coming out of our mouths you know it's maybe 
Oh, were you about yes. to were you about to add on to that? No. Okay. Miss Mimi, what is the next question? Okay. So this we got from an email. Yes, we did. Um, which you can email the podcast at dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask something anonymously or aren't in the Discord server. It's true. You can do that. It is possible. It is a thing. People do that. As evidenced, we have somebody who did this. It's true. Um, uh, so due to the nature of the question, uh, I'm going to also leave the name out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this question reads, Howdy, y'all. Haven't been listening long, but even from what I've heard, I love you guys' podcast. Thank you. For my question, I work in a fast-paced law enforcement environment where accidentally slipping into little space can be a bit dangerous. (laughs) That said, my sergeant, who likes to address people in weird ways, found two of my nicknames I love in little space and they take me there immediately. What are some ways you guys combat feelings of sudden littleness when in a big vanilla setting? You guys are awesome. Thank you. Well, anonymous. um, I think first and foremost, we, we have talked um, on the show before where people have asked, um, like, how do I prevent myself from slipping into the little space while while at work at my various jobs? And it's been like a whole like swath of jobs, whether it be like, how do I not do this at school? How do I not do this in my cubicle? How do I not do this in retail? And we've answered uh, a couple different times, but this is the first time we've talked about it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm given the language of the email, I'm going to make like a general assumption that with uh, saying fast paced law enforcement, I'm going to make an assumption uh, that in the word sergeant, that this is like some sort of cop situation. Um, So in saying that, I think, um, you know, we, we spoke into the, the, the cruciality of maintaining, um, maintaining a balance in, one's life between headspace and between fantasy and reality and everything and what is headspace and what is not headspace and then what is appropriate times for each of them and we've and we've talked about in the past how like oh if you're in your cubicle of work you wouldn't be as efficient if you're in little space if you're in retail something bad could happen i i'm going to answer this with like extreme severity Um, I would say this is even, this is the most crucial we've probably ever given an answer to just because in a quote, fast paced law enforcement environment that likely involves some sort of like weapons, namely a gun. I'm not saying like slip into little space and you go (laughs) throwing a Glock around. I don't expect that like at all as a possibility, but it is something like on your on your like belts of tools and and everything and like being careful and also being careful like in your squad car if someone like calls up over the radio and uses a specific nickname and that sort of thing so i would say like it's extremely important in general to be careful at your workspace with maintaining like control of your headspace it is even more so crucial in a law enforcement environment to have complete control over your headspace and everything. Um, As for strategies, um, I would say, you know, I I think I would give the advice of like someone is calling you a nickname and is putting you into little space. What do you do about it? There, there are some nicknames that my daddy uses for me that um, my, my, my father not my daddy, but my my uh, <laughs> my <laughs> the one half of the cells that made me father calls me as well, but it doesn't have any effect on me because it's my dad, and I don't have an electric complex 
so it doesn't really do anything for me and it doesn't like shoot me into little space that was a really good snap good job me patting myself on the back so and it doesn't really do anything for me because in my mind i know like where it's coming from and it's the same exact reason why when some people try to tease me i just shut them the fuck down because it's just like please know your place and you're being creepy and like when some people say some things it has an effect when some people say other things it totally doesn't so I, I i would definitely think like and this has also happened when i worked in different environments before where a boss would call me a nickname that a partner would call me like a pet name and one would have a certain effect and the other person saying it would have like totally no effect and if it were one of my past bosses with very few exceptions it would be like ick don't call me that <laughs> that's tainted um but yeah i think that's like the absolute biggest thing i can recommend is not only very consciously practicing and meditating on having control over your various head spaces but also kind of like creating that separation of like this is not my caregiver or another little calling me this name this is my boss this is my sergeant who is giving me commands to enforce the law as it were miss mimi talking stick So I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I would asterisk some of it and say, like, sometimes, you know, like, triggers that send us into little space can't always be helped. So anybody who's heard me talk about this on the show before knows that I'm a very firm believer of separation of workplace and little space where possible and where appropriate, because it's just, it's personally, I don't like the potential risk. And I just, you know, the potential risk of consent problems, the potential risk of, so many things so i'm very big on separation of those two things where you know as wherever possible and you know as much as is appropriate like if you work from home and like like it really depends on the situation but in this in this particular case like i'm just gonna say if these nicknames and like if if they're nicknames or pet names and they just plummet you into little space, um, <laughs> it's entirely possible that they may not be nicknames that the, that should be used at the workplace at all. Oh, wow. Like, That's a really good point. How think about it think like this. That? Like what if, what if like for me, somebody calling me sweet pea, for example, let's just say, the term sweet pea just plummets me into little space. I don't want my boss calling me sweet pea. What the hell kind of like who, who's like in what situation does that feel okay for your boss to call you such a personal nickname, right? Like, and it could be something, you know, very innocent and mundane, like sweetheart. Like that's a pretty common, you know, um, thing to, to, you know, just call somebody in a, like a caring way or like just a, a friendly way. Right. But if it's, if it's a situation where that plummets you into little space, then I think that that is a golden opportunity to set a boundary with your coworker, your, your CEO, your Sergeant, your boss, whoever the situation may be and request that they not call you that they don't even need to know the reason if they ask, they're not actually technically, I don't think allowed to ask, mm -hmm. but if they do, all you have to say is it makes you uncomfortable. And uh, unfortunately, if they keep doing it, then it's harassment. Right. But what that does is you are then taking responsibility for the situation, asserting a boundary so that you can do your job so that they can do their job. And so you can keep things 
professional. You know, like it'd be one thing if somebody calls you pal or calls you, you know, friend or like there's a whole bunch of like very base level mundane type nicknames. But if they pick a nickname that has an, an effect on you and that effect has any possibility of inhibiting or compromising your ability or effectiveness to do your job then it is your responsibility to set that boundary and make sure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Especially in a situation like law enforcement. Miss me, I've got to say your answer is brilliant. And I'm honestly kind of a little embarrassed that I did not think about the sexual harassment angle first (laughs) more than anything, because prime example not law enforcement. It was a retail environment, but one of my bosses tried to go, Hey, toots to me. I was just like, no, that's not a thing. No, just no. And that's, you can absolutely tell any coworker, regardless of hierarchy. Hey, don't call me X name. And And I mean, like you don't, it doesn't even have to be a big deal. Yeah. Right. It's like, hey, you know, I know I I know you've been calling me this recently. Like, it makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't want to make a big deal of it. But do you mind just not calling me that easy peasy done? It's if they decide to escalate from there and be butthurt about it, then that's on them. But you set the boundary and you set it in such a way that's like polite And like, I wouldn't do it in front of everybody. I'd start it, you know, just, Hey, you know, um, can I talk to you for a second? Just kind of like calmly just talk to them on the level. Like the the nickname makes me uncomfortable. Um, I'd really appreciate if you, if you, you know, didn't use these nicknames at work. Um, that would be, that'd be really good for me. And like, then you're, you're really just, clearly setting those boundaries and if it has to go further than that then it goes further and like i don't want you to feel like you have to stir up trouble or anything like if they refuse to back down but you should be aware that if they refuse to back down that does classify as harassment right uh miss mimi did you have anything else to say on that one no okay uh, oh, Fani just posted a gem. I had a much older coworker, mid-70s, uh, compliment me with the phrase, good woman. On many an occasion, uh, and I was conflicted, uh, since I could tell that it was his politically correct version of good girl, and also he was trying. Ooh, yuck. Fuck, yuck, ew. No. It makes my skin crawl. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, Fani. Uh, Miss Mimi, before we move on, can I paint a mental image to to bring us back up and everything? Sure. All right. This is in, in this fictitious uh, mental image that I'm painting. COVID doesn't exist. So Jazzy's at a protest as as she would be. And she's talking about like, yeah, uh, police brutality sucks. You know, saying Jazzy things that Jazzy would say. And if a cop comes up to me and says, oh, well, you have to wait to remain silent. I'm not taking that shit serious. No way in hell am I going to take that serious. It's not going to happen. Also, I see you with the with the fucking JPEG coming into the <laughs> chat. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this me. What is the next question? Oh, my God, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it worked. If you want all the context to all the crazy shit that's happening in the chat right now, uh, you can join <laughs> our Discord server. It is the fu- Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, no. Miss Mimi, what is the next question, please, for the love of God? <laughs> our next question is from Cloud Puddles, pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy and Mimi, if you're a sex toy, what sex toy would you be? No hesitation, pool toy. 
no hesitation. Absolute 100% I would be a pool toy. Given the silence, I, I take it I'm, I'm being given room to elaborate. Um, so Daddy and I both want our, um, our own latex suits because that shit is hot and sexy and awesome and beautiful. And there is just like, I get this just fucking innate pleasure. <laughs> There's this jazzy pool toy TF art when, uh, there is just this innate pleasure when I'm just like on the bed and daddy has his hands on my back, like holding me down and he's just like humping my butt. That is just so hot because it is the same exact like position that I would mount a pool toy in. And he's mounting me in that way. And I'm his sub. And there's just like a bunch of these neurons firing all at the same time for things that had not fired in unison before. And I'm just like, uh oh, new fetish unlocked. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Daddy's sending me messages. And it's just like, there's just this fuck. Okay. Uh, talking stick, please. My words are failing me. <laughs> Well, but I was enjoying listening to you no. fumble about. No. If I was a sex toy, what would I be? I think I would have to say a Sibian. Ooh. Classy. Nice. Um, I come with all sorts of extensions and and attachments. I'm like frickin' Inspector Gadget. <laughs> do, do, and, do, 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 Inspector uh, Fetish. It's like pretty much one of the, like the most powerful sex toys out there. Like I have witnessed and experienced the power of a Sibian firsthand. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty crazy uh i remember like watching a scene at the dungeon when somebody was on a sibian and yeah <laughs> yeah we have um, we have one person that comes into the dungeon about once a month named dr bumpy and his whole thing is he brings in his sibian and lets people on it, sanitizes it down, and just all night runs the whole thing just over and over and over and over. And he invites people to watch, and it is, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sibian's it, good shit. And it's so versatile. So you could versatile. do so many things with it. Mm, so many fucking things, though. Uh, Miss Daisy in the chat says that she would be a hibachi. That also is a very classy, uh, mm, yeah. very classy choice. Nice. I saw somebody once for a like slightly edgier scene um, make their own attachment, mm -hmm. um, but they made it out of steel wool. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> No, no, no. It was no, a very no. unfortunate thing for them, but uh, I guess they had fun. But uh, did they have any skin left? What the fuck? I'm not. I've seen worse. I'm not kink shaming. I'm concerned. I've seen worse. <laughs> they're very good. They, they, they're they're very reputable people at our dungeon. Okay, like I get it. I like bleeding when I play, but that scares me. Bryce, I mean, I know people who like do the. Like the genital torture with like a boar bristle hairbrush. Oh, uh -huh. and I thought genital torture with clothespins was pretty bad. Like I know a, a cis girl who bought like a brand new toilet scrubber. Uh huh. Never been used other than for that for genital torture. Okay, but what if it was used and getting sepsis was part of the scene? Then I would have to call Red as a, you know, as a DM. Uh, because that's <laughs> dangerous as shit. No sepsis play in your dungeon. 
that's a massive health concern <laughs> that requires hospitalization if sepsis happens. So, so no, mm. so no, cancel. Like, Miss Mimi is kink shaming sepsis. I'm not kink shaming anything. I'm saying it's dangerous and not to be done in a public space. Fonny what you says, do in your own home is your choice. Fanny says, uh, "What if my kink is high medical bills?" Then you can achieve them in your own home, not in a public space where influence, like easily influenced people could be watching. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. So, yeah, you would be a Sibian. I would be a pool toy. I feel like there aren't too many surprises there. What is the next question? You want to read this one? Seems like it might be directed at you. Uh, Sure. That I mean, it's only got your name on it. My name's not even on it, so. <laughs> Dear Jazzy, why might pee-pee get hard when ball go pop? And that's from Soup. Uh, because that shit is hot as hell, and it's so good. And it's almost as if that was one of the months of porn that I did. Um, what is the next question? <laughs> oh, you know, um, this question's from me. I heard, you know... There's some game or something that's related to the show. I have no Is idea what true? you're talking about. Oh, wait, that could be nothing else but Camp Buddy. Fear, 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 fear. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty decent sound effect. Camp Buddy is brought to you none other than Bialitz Games, which is the provider of fine yaoi and other boys love uh, media. Camp Buddy is a wonderful visual novel with over 300 unique illustrations, which are all really good. Gotta say fully animated, uh, sex scenes, branching story paths, like 50 hours of gameplay, full voice acting. What more could you fricking want? And on top of all of that, you can, uh, support the show by checking it out at, at oddswithgod.com slash camp buddy. You can find the demo there. You can find the info there and you can find the link to buy the game there with our affiliate links. Uh, so please go check it out. Uh, it's available on Mac and PC and the demo is free. So you got nothing to lose except maybe some sperm. If you know what I mean, uh, please check out camp buddy. Thank you again for helping out the show. BL it's, uh, miss Mimi. What's the next question? Hmm. Okay. This is from cryptid. Uh, there's no pronouns. I I'm going to double check. I don't want to mess this up. They, them pronouns. They, them. Thank you for chiming in and letting me hang there. No with problem, anyway, no. um, <laughs> dear Jazzy and Mimi, thoughts on Vor? Dab. <laughs> Dab. Uh, thoughts on Vor? Uh, Additional follow-up. Do you just have a distinct difference between Vor and Gore artists? Are the people or the people into one or the other? Do we stand out? I think uh, there's a lot of crossover between the two scenes. Um, they are very distinct from each other, uh, but also there's a lot of crossover in the art itself. Um, neither of them are particularly my cup of tea, although I have I don't like think they're gross or anything, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. But um, I won't lie, there have been some vor pieces I've just been like, yeah. I absolutely see the appeal in this fetish. And this is a perfect uh, freaking segue from what we were talking about earlier. Um, Puffy Paws, which is the company that made our Lord and Savior Speckles all hail, may his name be honored. Um, but some years ago, like almost 10 years ago, they made this giant uh, cobra that you could unzip and like climb inside of. And like go through its mouth into the belly. Uh, Ray start in the chat. That is exactly what we're talking about is plushy slash pool toy vor. So you could climb through its mouth and sit in its belly and then like unzip and then come out. And it was just like, okay, this is really expensive and also very specific, but I respect it. And also, um, when it comes to plushies and stuffies, there's so many that have like the little zipper tummy that you can like put things in. Boom instant vor target 
right there. There's so many things you can do with that. So, yeah, talking stick. Why does that with the pool toy feel very dangerous? It feels uh, very oxygen deprived. Uh, I hear you. And also there were uh, oxygen holes in like an oxygen solution planned into this. Also, my mild claustrophobic ass is just like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, it's very, very mild claustrophobia, and it's only in very specific situations. But like, nah, nah, no, <laughs> I. I kind of come at Vor and Gore the same way I come at some of like the harder kinks that are not my thing, but I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, heavier, like body mods, like mm-hmm. heavy body mods, like branding is a, is a type of body mod that kind of makes me go, huh? Or like, there's this one person I follow from Australia. This chick is intense. <laughs> oh my God. She had like, um, like a, a, a scarification done, but it was like mm-hmm. intense in like intense mm-hmm. scarification. Like she posted the weeks, weeks of healing of this thing. And it's very intense. So, um, I'll share it with you later, Jazzy. So it's anyway, Not if you're really interested, way. I'm very interested because that's also very hot. But uh, like those kinds of really intense. No, it's it's somebody else. Cryptid. Sorry. <laughs> um, but those kinds of like really intense um, things kind of just make me do like the head turn and go, huh? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like I look at it. I'm intrigued. I like kind of soak it in. Is it my thing? No, it's my thing as far as like, I like to observe and take it in. Like if there was like an art gallery, I could just go and look at all these things. I'd just be like, okay, I'm done now. I can leave. I can, I don't have to, I have like, <laughs> I have, I have my, my, uh, my out if you will. <laughs> but it's just like, it's like, yeah, I I don't really know how else to explain it. You know, I just kind of go with the flow and, you know, do the little head tilt and go. It's one of those things where, like, you're interested and you're intrigued and you keep looking at it and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, oh, oh, okay. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and you just leave. And so, like, I, I, just, I just keep looking. <laughs> I keep looking at those things that get funnier when the more you look at them, but like, you know, like, like really unfortunate tattoos. Yeah, Man. no, unfortunate tattoos. Just, you know, some things should have regrets. Should have but, regrets. Miss um, Mimi, were, were you aware that there is actually in the United States, there is actually a registered church of body modification? Somehow that doesn't surprise me. I feel like it probably should, but it just doesn't. It's really cool. I, Daddy and I actually have some friends that are members of the church, and it's really, really cool because it's people who find a lot of spiritual fulfillment in body modification. I'm just like, that's really cool that people can find that much meaning in their adornments. I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Wait till yeah. you see the thing that I'm going to send you. I'm sorry. You're going to just be like blown away. Yes, please. I'm um, very excited. What is the next so question? We, this is from Skywalker Ranch. Dear Jazzy. How do I tell a friend that they have shit opinions in the most polite way possible? Here's the thing. <laughs> 
you feel this question so much. <laughs> you can tell someone that they have shit opinions all you want, and some people just will not change. And sometimes when you tell someone that they have a shit opinion, either A, they will listen to you and be like, oh, my friend is trying to give me feedback and advice. Cool, I'll change. Or they could go, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to change. Or they could go, wow, fuck off, you stupid liberal snowflake. Fuck you, MAGA. And just say a bunch of just like bullshit. Um, Most shitty opinions (laughs) that are being touted around. (laughs) Jamie says, fuck off, you hoser. Um, (coughs) There are most of the shitty opinions are getting thrown around these days come back to any sort of social conservatism or racism or anything like that. So if it is indeed a problem of racism, there are no better words than just stop being a fucking racist. And then of course, what the, what will happen next is just, Oh, I'm not racist, but blah, 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 blah. Because and if that is a problem, there's a really good book called White Fragility. Um, The author's name escapes me, but it's a fantastic read. And it explains why white people get so fucking crunchy when they get called out on their shit. And it's just such a good, like, deep dive into, like, the psyche. Yes, Robin DiAngelo. It is a deep dive into the psyche of oppression and it is so interesting. So if this person's shitty opinion is for something else, like the economy, that's pretty easy to refute because there's like a lot of like s- stats and data. And if it's something that's more of a social uh, problem, like trans people do exist and black lives do matter and everything, there's also a lot of data and statistics behind all of that. And also... Uh, centuries literally centuries of history uh at your back if you choose to engage and try to disarm this person's arguments um when it comes to people's shitty opinions i find that they are not easy to de-escalate with and they love to escalate and they love to debate and then go on to parlor.com and then brag to all their conservative friends about the 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 liberal that they just owned and everything and some people are just more toxic than it's worth to keep in a friend circle and it sucks and you know we should do what we can to educate to to everyone and also if someone is just flat toxic you know that's uh if someone is just like flat toxic, sometimes the best thing you can do is just kind of like exit their life and then kind of allow it to sink in for them, you know? Talking sick. I think that it's respectable that you value the relationship you have via your friendship with this person or with any person or with anybody, whether it's friendship or not, that you want to tell them respectfully that their opinion is shitty. And we should, you know, I think always start there. You know, we should always want to respectfully tell somebody to, respectfully please fuck off <laughs> like i i think that it's it's a good thing that we we start with that and it, it kind of depends on the issue again too like jazzy said um but i think the big thing is that if you're talking about a friend that's got shitty opinions on stuff you kind of have to have in the back of your mind like what are the opinions and is it worth losing your friendship over? Because depending on either how much you disagree, how much 
either one of you escalates it and whether or not you have the ability to be friends while agreeing to disagree is all going to play. Like if we're talking an issue about racism, you may not have the ability to be friends while agreeing to disagree if they're being a racist piece of shit. Like, um, you know, you kind of have to keep these things in mind. Like I had a situation not too long ago where somebody close to me, you know, straight up was like, they made this really big post about how they support Trump. And I called them on it because they're saying shit like, yeah, I support Trump, but like, I don't support all of his policies and only the ones that I think work. It's like, the cognitive dissonance is so real. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. So I tried the educational route, right? I tried, you know, sitting down and politely explaining why that doesn't work. And I tried explaining to this person, I'm like, literally what you're doing is you would rather like support this person who believes that me as a trans person doesn't have the right to exist literally and you're 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 siding with a man that told a right-wing terror cell to stand by that's like, not a good look you're making you're making that choice and she this person just fought me on it and fought me on it and fought me they're like i have never said anything against the lgbt and i'm like that's not the point that's like being somebody in, you know, 40s Germany saying, ah, oh, you know, that Hitler guy is pretty fucking fantastic. No, I don't hate Jews, but that Hitler guy is doing great things. Like, it's the same thing. And sh they just wouldn't accept it. And like, at, the, at some point, depending on like, I am all for having a discussion and trying to explain and educate. But there is a point where you, you have to be willing to draw a line in the sand and say enough's enough. If this is the opinion that you're going to hold, can I continue to be friends with you if we agree to disagree? And if that answer is anything but yes, you need to consider walking away. It's hard, but if you have any other like hesitation or even a no you, and you decide to stay, you're going to resent this, this situation because it will come up again. I walked away from that person and I've been very, very, very close to them for years. And I told them straight up that I don't expect you to support Biden because I, I know sh that they don't. But I expect you not to support Trump. Right. Which was my stance. I'm not going to force her to pick put particular political views. But I expect her not to support the guy that would wish me dead. Literally. Um, so, like, I walked away. And sometimes that's the choice that you have to make. And it's, it's a choice that sucks. Um, but I always just, if you guys, if, if you feel strongly enough that their sh opinions are shitty, that you want to have a conversation about it and you can't brush it off, then it is worth keeping in mind. If you get to the point where the only thing you can do is agree to disagree, is that person, somebody you can continue to be friends with? And I feel partially awful for saying that because it feels so harsh. But Sometimes the thing that happens be. too often is that if you don't have an answer of yes to that, it's going to come up again. You might have the same fight or you might just end up resenting them for it. And that's going to cause problems too. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to have that in the back of your mind. Miss Mimi, every time 
we get political on Dear Jazzy. I just kind of chuckled to myself like, oh, no, Dear Jazzy's gone political again. Because every time... I just wanted to play Pictionary. Literally, every time we get political, uh, I usually get an email about it, an anonymous email about it later. It's just like, you should stick to talking about sex and stick to talking about diapers. And it's just like, I mean, it kind of still is relevant because there are a lot of people in the kink scene and in the ABDL scene uh, looking at you, Diesel, that have really shitty opinions. And in our communities, we should be able to call out and educate when and where we can. And we should be able to have those. uh, Absolutely. Krypto says, fuck diesel. uh, 100%. Um, We should be able to have the conversational tools and wherewithal to not only call out uh, bigotry and racism where we see it, but also address it and try our actual best to educate and everything. And pulling it back to sex and kinks and stuff. Um, if you have a shitty opinion about kink, I will call your ass out and I will educate you. And if you don't want to be educated, I will tell you to fuck off. School session. <laughs> fuck you. What's the next question? Friggin' mommy moose hoser over here. Moose <laughs> hoser. <laughs> That's my apparently my Canadian name is Moose Hoser. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy and the most Canadian sex podcast on the internet. Yeah, eh? Take eh? off, why don't you? Go home, eh? Take off, eh? <laughs> What's the next question? Oh, it's questions from uh, from Slug Slug. Dear Jazzy, eh? <laughs> Uh-oh. I've wanted to start an OnlyFans slash making porn for a while now and was wondering if you have any tips for people who want to start sure um so i've been making uh porn uh and then making money off of said porn for a little under a year now and i can honestly say it is the most rewarding job i've ever had in my life it makes me feel unbelievably positive about my body it makes me feel extremely confident in just my whole self as a person and as a trans woman it just makes me feel validated and valued and lusted after as an exhibitionist that's a huge plus so the emotional benefit has been amazing the financial tournament had been very good i'm very happy with that and then the show's patreon is always growing which i'm also extremely happy about and thank you again everyone that who's supporting um i think the best advice i can give is uh worry less about like your camera and resolution and bitrate and worry more about being authentic i found that authenticity really does sell um i will always always be more hype about a um about a low res filmed in portrait mode and not landscape uh portrait mode cell phone video of someone fucking a pool toy than like super overproduced someone getting railed in the ass and they look bored doing something that you are like entirely invested in and turns you on people will see that and recognize that and then be turned on by that so I would say, like, whatever your kinks are, totally, like, throw yourself into that, like, unapologetically and be like, I am the bitch who does this and make that, like, your thing because it won't get old. You'll always have fun and it's great. Uh, the other advice I can give is pick a platform that's right for you because I know that only fans and just for fans have some very very strict rules on what you can post and that trickles down to abzl content um so specific and then other kinks as well including bdsm etc um so pick the platform that's right for you if you're going on patreon like me just be careful because uh you cannot post porn directly on patreon as a reward um so and I've already edited my tears. So uh, we here in Dear Jazz are safe 
for that. Um, but just pick the platform that's right for you and be authentic on it. OMG, cute, the talking stick. Soup uh, just posted a little, a little doodle of Jazzy holding a microphone saying talking stick. Cute. I dig it. I actually don't have anything to add to this. Uh, I think Jazzy makes very good points. Um, I just, I don't have any experience with creating porn. So, um, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I think another thing is a tripod is a great investment. A selfie stick is a great investment and a camera like mount, like a head mount is a great investment. Those three tools will take you really far. I've been bamboozled. You've been bamboozled. You got nothing. Nice. Shall we do the next one? I don't know how I feel about being bamboozled and not having an answer. <laughs> I think it's okay. I always, I always have an answer. <laughs> That's been your. I thing. always have something to say. <laughs> what is the next question? We don't have another one. We're out. We're sold out. It's what? over. That's we're all, folks. We're sold out. That's all. That's all, folks. All right, uh, Miss Mimi. Where can it's, people find you? Is, wait, do we have any more? Did I miss any? I Did feel, I? I feel this is weird. Oh, no, that was actually the last question. We were just well, like, we were cruising and bruising through that episode like the pros we are. We just didn't even notice. We just totally. Let's wrap up the show. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what the hell happened to us? <laughs> let's let's wrap up the show. <laughs> I don't know. Jazzy, where can people find me? Find you. Mimi, do your own damn links. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. You should definitely check it out. There should be a few more pieces going up soon. And then once I have the next, like, I don't know, three-ish pieces up, I'm going to be amalgamating into an album. Cute. Uh... And I had contemplated going with like another production company and doing things like super profesh, but like um, I actually recorded all of my pieces the way I recorded them for a reason. Like any of the pieces you listen to that sound like they have like static in the background, there's actually a reason for that that's not given on SoundCloud because I'm saving those beautiful explanations for the docket that goes in the front of the CD case. I know so, it as a producer. Wink. So, yeah, it's all there. It's all for a reason. So it's going to be fun. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, backslash Bell Knox, which is B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. Uh, bonus points if you can tell me what both of those words mean and what language they're from. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Jazzy? Yeah. Who knows, eh? It could even be a boat. Where could they find you? Where can people find me? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, please buy Miss Mimi's uh, Lullabies commission slots. She makes amazing music, and that is also a really great way to support the show very directly. So please check her out and give her some plays on uh, SoundCloud and throw money at her. Um, but in terms of me, you can find me online um, on Twitter at uh, Little Jazzy Baby on twitter that's like my primary social media i'm no longer on instagram and i feel free so no more instagram it feels great uh but you can find all the rest of my links on at oddswithgod.com you can find my link tree there you can find all miss mimi's links there um you can also look at my safer work vanilla uh totally clean twitter which is at jazzy starshine um god it's so much less things to plug now that I don't have an Instagram. This feels good. Uh, please check out the Patreon. That is uh, literally this, the other best way to support the show 
directly and to get some porn of yours truly. Um, we've gotten uh, some more signups over the past week. and I've been like super duper hype on it. Thank you so much, everyone. I totally understand that times are tight right now, especially with COVID and the holidays. No shame. I totally understand. Don't worry about it. I will still be here when the money does roll back in. So don't even worry about it. Um, again, thank you everyone so much for listening. Oh, I forgot to get the link. Patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine is me. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can find my links there. You can find Mimi's links there. You can find my Patreon. You can find her SoundCloud. You can find Camp Buddy there, which is another great way to support the show. And last but not least, I have been Jasmine Starshine. And join the Discord. Join Miss Mimi. Join the Hosen Discord. The take off, eh? Make fun of me, eh? Take off, eh? Thanks for listening. Lord Thunder and Jesus. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I cannot quote the lyrics to you at all, but Revenge <laughs> by Ministry has definitely has that like gothic rock, just like driving beat and just like, oh God, mm, I just want to get like lacerated to it. <laughs>